exposure, exposure to every single thing makes you stronger. If you expose your body to adversity, the body's going to get resilient and stronger. I am a woman on a mission that is dedicated to teaching you just how powerful your body was built to be. I like to do that by bringing you the latest science, the greatest thought leaders, and applicable steps that help you tap into your own internal healing power. The purpose of this podcast is to give you the power back and help you believe in yourself again. My name is Dr. Mindy Pels, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Dr. Mindy, back with you. And on today on the Resetter podcast, I have brought you Dr. Nyan Patel. Now, here's what you need to know about him. A, he's written a book called The Glutathione Revolution, which at first you may not seem like you're so interested in glutathione, but let me tell you, you're going to want to be interested in glutathione because as you will learn in this episode, it is the master antioxidant that all of our cells will make. And if you follow the right protocols, you take the right supplements, you do the right lifestyle, you can really keep this glutathione on working at its best. So Dr. Patel is a medical doctor. He's a pharmacist. This man knows his glutathione. He knows his information when it comes to how different nutrients interact in the body. And he is one of those rare gems where he does such a good job of keeping the science simple so that we all can understand. So in this episode of the Resetter podcast, we unpack everything you need to know about glutathione. We tie it into how it may be affecting your immune system. We talk about how it can, when you get your body making more glutathione, you can slow down aging. And he is just a warm-hearted, delightful man to listen to. So excited to share it with you guys. Dr. Patel, let's all boost our glutathione. Hey, Resetters. As we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com. 
slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. You know, I was pretty excited to see you on my calendar. I have been uh, mildly obsessed with uh, glutathione for a while and just understanding like why it, what, where we're depleted in it, how we get depleted, why it's so important. And then when COVID came around, a lot of the research I started seeing is that there was indications, and this was actually off PubMed articles showing that the depletion of glutathione was contributing to immune compromised states. So I'm pretty excited to just jump in about glutathione and all things glutathione. Uh, but but let's start with this idea. What I find fascinating about uh-huh. your story and how you came to a, write a book on glutathione is you're a pharmacist. And yes, okay, so I would think that like in the pharma, pharmaceutical world, we're dealing with medications that deplete glutathione. Is that yes. is that an accurate statement? Yes, it is. Absolutely accurate statement. We have so much medications that deplete nutrients out of our body. And instead of fixing the nutrients or design drug therapies that does not do that part, we are more interested in see if we can first take care of the issue. But in inadvertently, what we are doing is we are creating another problem, so to speak. So it's like if one drug doesn't take care of it, well, that's okay. We got two more drugs coming right behind you yeah. just so that we can solve the other problem that the first drug just created. Yeah. So did you see that as, were you a traditional pharmacist and then morphed into a world that was more open to antioxidants like glutathione? Well, yes. I'm, I Actually, I do consider myself as a traditional pharmacist, but I had never practiced as a traditional pharmacist. I had my own independent pharmacy to begin with back in 1997 when nobody heard about how do we take care of patients with the medication, right? So at that time, there was a term coined pharmaceutical care. Well, today is 2020. The same changing, the same thing has morphed into what we call today is medication therapy management. But Mm -hmm. 25 years yeah. ago, we called it pharmaceutical care, and we were the first com- we were the first pharmacy to introduce that in Los Angeles. And I was in the Los Angeles Times. I said, "Look at this one innovative pharmacist around the corner trying to trying to take care of the patients by making sure the medication that they're actually taking are actually working for them." Of course, it did, revolutionary. It was revolutionary at that time, <laughs> 25 years ago. But of course, it did not pay my bills, did not take care of things. You know, like everything else. If you fuel with correct resources, it flourishes to become a better thing for for the future. And it mm-hmm. did not happen so, because at that time people were more interested in 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 getting the pills approved and getting down to the patients rather than making sure the pills were actually working for you or not. And yeah. so it's just amazing how how people think differently. Yeah, I, I you know I've been in healthcare for twenty five years, and when I was first in practice. I felt like everybody wanted to run everything past their primary care physician. Like that was their go-to person as little as 25 years ago. 
And here we are, 25 years later, I feel like it's made a 180 degree change where people are like, I want to do everything I can to not go into my primary care physician and get more drugs that lead to more drugs that lead to more drugs. Like there is a universal, uh, like almost an awakening that I'm seeing amongst people, yet we haven't fully stepped into a more proactive healthcare yet. We're still sort of letting go of that reactive, let's treat each symptom with a pharmaceutical. Would you, would you agree with that statement? Yes, I would say probably 95% correct, because there's a 5% chance that uh, we may still be dealing with the situation, no matter what we do to prevent it, we still have to deal with the situation because we can't avoid every single thing. Um, it's, it's Again, it's all about regulations and policies. If you put a policy around that we cannot sell any product that has never been proven and tested for efficacy and and safety, then how can you prevent the problem? Because there's no laws surrounding, hey, if we make a medication available for prevention of the problem, well, how do you know that you prevented it? It's very difficult to, to, mm-hmm. to do prevention. And all of a sudden, what we are doing is that, well, if we cannot prove that we can prevent it, we can at least prove it to you that it works when you do get the disease. Uh, so we are focusing on safety and efficacy of every medication on the disease side, but we don't have enough focus on, uh, on, on there for the prevention side. Of course, wow. today we're seeing uh, one day after uh, uh, the COVID vaccine was uh, approved. And uh, in, if, if it's up to the FDA, they think that, well, we have to be giving you something that is considered prevention uh, for COVID instead of treatment. So in their cases, if it's vaccine, that's all the preventions we have. Yeah. But we are only dealing with microbiological problems with the vaccines. Yes. How, how are we going to avoid diabetes? How are we going to avoid hypertension? How are we going to avoid uh, high cholesterol or Alzheimer's or cancer? Or you get, The list is down the pike if, if, if you go crazy on it. Uh, so only thing that I suggest is look at your body. What is our body doing on a daily basis to prevent it or protect you from, from, this, from this harsh world that we live in? I, I look at this harsh I, – I, I'm sorry I'm saying this, this as a harsh world because the world is not so harsh. We make it harsh because uh, we listen to a body based on what it likes the most and sometimes doesn't like the mm. stuff best for it. We love sugar, but if you, you and I know that it's not best for you. Um, so it's some, something like that. Uh, we have to be aware of it. Yeah, you know, the terminology I say is that I think what messes everybody up is that the world changed in the last 20, 30 years. We are living in a more the most toxic time in human history, and we have more physical toxins, emotional, chemical. So, but we're treat, taking care of our health the way we used to 20, 30 years ago, which is kind of a let's ignore it until I have a symptom, and then I'll try to treat it once I have the symptom. But if 2020 taught us anything, it's that, wow, we have a world of immune compromised people. We were not equipped for a new virus in our environment. Um, and I and it's this new world that I'm really trying to help people understand through interviews like with you, where we can just 
take a step back and say, okay, what should we do now? What do we do given our worldly situation? What Would you agree on that? Yes. I, I mean, uh, what you're saying is something that I've been preaching to my own family for a while now. And it's it's hard to, if I cannot convince my own family to change, how am I going to convince the world to change? And so I, I learned back that you can only change one person in the world, and that is you. Mm. Um, you can change yourself. You can change it to the point okay. where uh, you can do whatever you want to do yourself. And people want to flock with you because they see how good you feel and how fantastic you are. Not because you tell them what to do. It's because you show them what can be done. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so being said that, I'm, again, I'm not a propagandist. I, I don't. I don't like to generalize things. But one thing we are seeing today is that uh, I believe what more than fifty percent of all cases of COVID in the world is in three countries. Oh, and, really? Oh, I haven't heard that. Which three? We're one of them. Well, of course, we're the top. Yeah, uh, Brazil, we're the top. Brazil and India. So wow. Okay. So, why? 50% plus COVID cases in the world. Uh, why is the US on the top? I understand India because it's high, densely populated. Mm-hmm. I understand Brazil, similar situation. All the population is around the outskirts of Brazil's, and uh, maybe the socioeconomic status is not as great as, as US. But why is US in this position today? We have filtered water, we have purified air, we have pasteurized milk. We have sanitized vegetables, sanitized meat. Uh, I mean, think about it. We have nothing to develop our immune system with the harsh environment. Everything that comes to us is cleaned up. Even yep. my kids, if they, as long as they participate, they get a trophy. I said, come on. I said, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The world works that, hey, you work hard. And your body gets used to the hard work. And all of a sudden, the body will protect you when you cannot do it yourself. And so exposure, exposure to every single thing makes you stronger. If you expose your kids to adversity, guess what? The kids are going to get stronger. If you expose your body to adversity, the body is going to get resilient and stronger. And yet what we are doing is everything that comes into our contact is purified or sanitized. Um, so that is number one issue that I feel like it. So even though our body is equipped to fight the problems, it has never been given the chance. And then all of a sudden, a pandemic like COVID hits us, and more, majority of the people are not able to withstand this 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 harsh environment. The second Brilliant. thing, the second thing that I I do see as a pharmacist is. The number of prescriptions I fill on a daily basis that actually weakens our immune system. I'm talking wow. about steroids. I'm talking about medications for autoimmune diseases. I'm talking medications that 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 is going to weaken your immune system to begin with. We fill so many medications on a day in day out basis that. Uh, if you just read the fine prints, the fine prints are the aftermath of what can happen if you once if, if you get take this medication and we lower your immune system. At one point, we had eradicated tuberculosis from this planet, and all of a sudden, because of the medications and the diseases that that came upon us, 
the tuberculosis came back again. And all it is, is it's a fine print, right? It just, it only happens if you're weakened immune system. So. Wow. So, oh my God. Okay. I have a ton. Yes, yes, yes. Where have you, where have you been for the last year? I needed to have this conversation with you back in March because my mind was like, this is not a viral problem. This is a host problem. This is, we have a weakened system. Why do we have a weakened system? And I absolutely agree with you that we have not been taught how to use stress for our body to our advantage. We've done everything to, to remove it, you know, including antibiotic everything. Let's spray everything down so our body doesn't have a chance to build a normal immune system. Let's vaccinate everything. I mean, we have taken the, um, the job of building an immune system completely away from the individual. The second thing that I went into and saw was in the research, it was showing that there were some classic reasons that some people would be immune compromised. Uh, metabolic syndrome, which we, we can get to. Low vitamin D was another one that keeps showing up, but then low glutathione. I have seen over and over and over again, low glutathione contributing to this immune compromised body. So where my detox brain goes to is, well, of course we have low glutathione. I mean, I can't, uh, everything I buy has off gases some chemical. I have to really go out of my way to buy chemical-free food. Like if you want to live in this world and not be bombarded with chemicals, you're going to have to put a lot of effort into it. Do you feel, would you say that we're low in glutathione because of the modern world? Oh, so, Dr. Pels, I'm sorry, but you asked me a heavy question. You, you said so much information, and then you asked a question that is narrow. So I'm going to explain the question a little bit Go for it. You because this is, this is a fascinating topic. So let me start off with the first thing. Our body produces one protein to keep our body safe and our immune system active, which is called glutathione. And at a core, it's a protein, but it's a function of a multiple things. Because as you as you said earlier, your exposure to different types of toxins, the stress, your body stress because of toxicities, because of chemical exposure, because of the type of food we eat, because of environmental stresses that we are exposed to. At the same time, the stress of just living in 2020 is is stressful enough at this point. All the stressors are putting uh, a catabolic reactions in your body that your body has to somehow bring it back to neutral. Uh, and the so body produces glutathione to help do that part. And there was a study out of, uh, I believe it was out of Russia, that they, that they tested a bunch of people that had COVID and checked the glutathione level. Of course, they could check any kinds of things, but one thing that jumped out in all those cases that everybody had low glutathione levels to begin with. So, of course, the quest is that, hey, if we replace glutathione levels back into the body, uh, are we better equipped to fight this deadly virus at this point? Well, I, I took back that information. I said, well, let's look it back because I've been researching glutathione for the last 11 years. Uh, and it's because that we created this product line that, that was first time we were able to stabilize glutathione at room temperature in a water-based solution and glue it through your skin for the very first time. So I've been... I've been using this, this technology that I have developed uh, over the last 11 years to see, can I get the glutathione levels high enough to see if we can 
maintain a body homeostasis. And over the years, I have seen a lot of different things. We work with a lot of physicians uh, and, and different arenas and help build up immune system. And we see benefits in all kinds of issues that there are secondary to if somebody has diabetes, uh, that is, an, is, an, is, is a disease where your body is under a tremendous amount of stress. Nobody dies of diabetes. People die of the after effects of diabetes. And what we have seen is that glutathione can somehow stop it, reverse it. So help, we, since we can't get rid of diabetes, I want to at least uh, prevent the cause of the death due to diabetes and so to speak. So glutathione has been, has been researching all these different arenas. At the local university, they have researched glutathione for uh, treatments for tuberculosis. And there's some articles that have been published for, by, by the doctors on those, and they, they did not use our product, of course. They used somebody else's product. But regardless what products they use, the fact is that the glutathione has been intensively studied for eradicating some dangerous diseases that we are facing today. Uh, so long story short, when you ask the question, are, is this statement correct? Well, it is correct to the 10th degree because we only produce one product in our body to help us keep our immune system intact. So it'd be ludicrous for us to even think about it, that that vitamin C is going to take care of us and we can drink enough orange juice to do that part because guess what? Humans don't produce vitamin C. They produce glutathione. Heard that. Oh, okay. And glutathione then, does glutathione convert into vitamin C at some point? No. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, this is, this is again, I have no proof of this thing. This is my theory, but okay. I'm going to say it out, out right now. So I personally believe that vitamin C is actually a pro-oxidant. Wow. And here, here's why. Because vitamin C is known to have two properties. At low dose, it's supposed to be an antioxidant. At high dose, it becomes a pro-oxidant. Um, it's rare to see a vitamin like vitamin C to have this this property of uh, at low doses it has one property and at high doses it becomes completely opposite. It's like your kid at uh, when he's young he's a, such a nice sweet boy and as uh, when he gets older he's the the monsters that you can think that you can never dream of right. It doesn't happen that drastically uh, when it comes to vitamins and the reason I say that is because Glutathione has a has its it can regenerate itself. So glutathione gets oxidized, it can regenerate itself, and the regeneration power comes from outside sources like vitamin C. So so it contributes to it. Yeah. So when you take vitamin C, what is actually doing is is regenerating your glutathione levels back to normal, and once that is all finished. The excess vitamin C, guess what it becomes? A pro-oxidant. Interesting. Oh, that, that would make a lot of sense. So if we make glutathione, then, well, I have two questions on that. One okay. is what depletes it? And why is, if, the, if, the, if it's this master antioxidant, what is it doing for us other than helping us detox and giving us energy? Like what, what is it that is an improving our immune system? This is the purpose of glutathione, and and how would we know we had a deficiency? So there's 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 two things. Let, let me ask the first question. 
is for you is that why do we deplete the levels of glutathione? So to make glutathione by your body, it needs three amino acids and two enzymatic process. So everything has to come into proper sync to make one molecule of glutathione. And, okay. and when your body is young, it has everything, right? It has all the amino acids, all the enzymes. Come on. I can make anything. You want. <laughs> yep. um, not a problem whatsoever. As we age, our, our body temperature drops, you know, and so all of a sudden we become sluggish. All the reaction becomes sluggish and it's not, it's not turning at a faster point. So, you know, I keep it. I always remind myself back in my chemistry lab back in and when I was going to university is for any chemical reaction you need the chemicals and on the bottom there's a Bunsen burner burning at all times. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right temperature of your body, guess what? All your reaction is kind of sluggish. You know, you don't move very agile when you're cold, but when you heat up, oh my goodness, you can run right. So. When your body is not so, so uh, doesn't have the core temperature that high, your reaction starts slowing down. That's one of the reasons why your your reaction time is, is kind of slow. Second of all, think about the exposure to toxins on a daily basis. How much stuff your body has to clean up on a daily basis. And so, and when you're young, when your body is brand new and there's nothing else inside, you can clean up any amount of toxins you get in. But as you get older, our toxin loads doesn't reduce. In fact, at the age of 21, they give you permission to start drinking. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Alcohol is the biggest toxin you can drink on a daily basis, and it's legal. And now, right. and now I don't know why, but they just approved marijuana to be start smoking as illegal. Come yeah. on. Your body has to clean up. Anything that goes inside has to come out in one, one shape, form, or another. And a body... A body ability to clean your keep keep your body clean at all times is diminishing because it only produces glutathione to help get rid of it. So it has a huge task in front of it, and we don't have enough cells to produce enough glutathione in the body. So being said that, the second part is that glutathione is produced in every cell of your body because it's produced in the mitochondria. It, it it's a powerhouse. It, it is every cell of your body who needs glutathione and is produced over there. The issue is that now, can we get it back to the levels that we need based yes. on what we created? So, million dollar question. <laughs> and so the question is, can I take, can I overdose on glutathione? I mean, you can overdose on water. You drink. You can drink enough water and and, and cause a depletion in your in, in, in your electrolytes. So, like everything else, of course, you can overdose on glutathione too. The key, the the best part of glutathione is that you are not going to be stopping yourself from exposure to toxins on a daily basis. You open your eyes and you step outside the door. Guess what? The sun is the first thing that's going to hit yep. you, and there goes your oxidative species being produced in your body. You get up and you're going to drink water. You're going to brush your teeth and you're going to expose it to chemicals. So your need for glutathione on a daily basis is going to be there. The best part about glutathione is that, guess what? It's short-lived. It only stays in your body for four to six hours. Really? Yeah, it's a very short half-life. Okay. You have to keep on replenishing yourself or producing it at all the times. Uh, Hence... Um, any products that you create for glutathione, you have to take it on a day-in, day-out basis. 
the, the good thing about glutathione and uh, compared to vitamin C or any of the other products is that the body has some ability to store some of the glutathione reserves. Okay. And it can recycle itself. Okay. But not everything. Not everything. So right. it, 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 can, it can store a little bit and recycle itself, but you're still going to need a daily uh, dose of glutathione either in your food or, or, or reducing your consumption of a toxic products or, and or taking some supplementations from outside sources. Okay, so a lot of what we do in our community is we fast together, and um, we've been doing all different kinds of fasts, intermittent fasting, 24-hour fast. We've Once every couple of months, we'll do a three-day fast. And what, from the research that I've looked at with fasting is, you know, it really, ketones specifically can repair those mitochondria. So if anything that repairs the mitochondria and keeps the mitochondria healthy, will that allow the mitochondria to make more glutathione? Can we go back to like the primitive understanding of what would power up the mitochondria so it could make more glutathione? Or are we just living in too toxic of a world to be able to accomplish that? Um, I think, well, again, this is all, this is a theory at this point for me personally, because I'm not involved with ketogenic diets or, or, or a keto diet, so to speak. But in theory, it absolutely makes sense that if you, uh, if you reduce a caloric intake in your body, you live longer, you have more mm -hmm. energy. Uh, and all this thing stems from that, hey, your, your need to body to work harder reduces it down to bare minimum. So when you're dieting or you're fasting for three days in a row, you know, the, by the third day, you don't want to eat, you know, because you have so yep. much energy in your body. I said, so oh, my true. God, can I go for longer than this thing? So, yes. and, and I've done, I, actually, no, I, I should say, I've not done fasting. I don't do fasting, but I do reduce diet, and it does absolutely make sense. The less you eat, the more energy you have. Yeah. And so there's all these different theories about intermittent fasting or or eating certain times of the day only or having a day or three days off of, of a diet. And they all make theoretical sense. And it proves it by the fact that you have a lot more energy than you first begin to do it. So in that sense, yes, the mitochondria is working. Your energy production is, is at all-time high. And your expenditure has reduced. It's like how many Americans today, you know, we live in this pandemic and we all looking for government assistance to help us get through this pandemic because we have no savings left in our bank accounts. So just imagine if you have less expenses and more money coming in. Yeah. So be, right? So you have less expense because your body is not working so hard because you're not putting anything inside your mouth. So your body is not getting toxic loads or things to detoxify. And yet, in, and it's producing more and more energy in, 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 inside your mitochondria. So all of a sudden, expenses reduce and your uh, input, uh, your output of your energy has increased. So overall, there's so much energy in your body. And I think that's a, that, that's a great thing if you're doing that. Yeah, we've watched, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people heal their body with fasting. It's it's unbelievable. So I love that analogy that if you have, it's like the less expenses and more savings. So I, I love that. What One of the things that when we look at any kind of nutrient that we need or health condition that we have, 
that we're up against. What I like to do is I like to go, okay, what are the simple steps we can take first? So like we talked about, we live in this crazy modern world that's depleting glutathione. So what I heard is get off alcohol. Um, what other, what else can we remove so that we're not requiring our mitochondria to have to, to work so hard to make so much glutathione? <clears throat> okay. So I have to go back and, and go back to basics again. And please don't get me wrong. I'm not on a crusade to get everybody vegan or vegetarian or whatever, but this has worked for me personally. So four years ago, four and a half years ago now, I, I gave up meat completely and turned to vegetarian. Now, I do eat eggs, so I'm not sure if that's considered vegetarian or not, but this is, this is what I am at this point. I don't eat meat at all. And four years later, I can share my experiences with you. My energy level is off the roof and uh, from what I had before. Uh, so that's one simple stuff. But more than that... Do you think, just what, for one second, do you think that's because meat was depleting your glutathione levels? Is that, do you feel like there was a connection there? I don't think so. There's a connection over there, but there's a connection between meat and energy or expenses that I have to do to, to, to get rid of meat from my body. On a Got day it. Day. Okay. It is anything that you, anything that you goes inside your mouth or your nose or, or anywhere else, or you touch something your body has to clean it up, okay? Mm. And I was looking, I like simple terms. If you read my book, it's everything is analogies and simple terms because that's what I like to understand. I, I don't like complex words because it gets me all crazy. Yep. Um, simple, simple analogies, I can understand and I can take it to the bank with me. Uh, so Love that. When, I, when I start eating simple diets and eating less food, I have more energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I well, I try as much as possible to eat uh, real food. That means I don't like to eat canned foods. I don't like to eat processed foods. I don't like to eat frozen. If it's freshly frozen with no preservatives, I would prefer that. But those are kind of rare to find those kinds of things. Uh, but I try as much as possible to limit those things. I do drink alcohol once in a while, but that is very limited. I have a limit of maybe one at the most two uh, drinks for for the night. Uh, yet my friends can enjoy whatever they want to enjoy. I don't have to join in the program. Uh, and if I can avoid I will avoid every single time. Um, so limiting your, your uh, vices, so to speak, would be the best, I would say, uh, be, uh, best option for your body. Reducing your exposure to uh, toxic environment, you know, if you are, if, like this year in California, we had so much smoke, so much smoke yeah. out there, with fires, and it was just, it was not a good air to breathe in. So, uh, you know what? It's okay. In California, we have we we have three hundred sixty five good days out of the year. So we we can yeah. we, we can live we can live with a couple a couple of bad days. I don't have to go outside those two days. It's okay, right? Uh, so things like that. So try and avoid as much as possible. Uh, at the same time, I'm not a big believer in in uh, in uh, just drinking filtered water or just breathing filtered air or or do I have to get everything pasteurized and homogenized products? You know, I'm okay with a little bit dirty, and it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. But that's how that's how you build immunity, right? Slow. Mm-hmm. It's, 
small is everything in small doses is what I is is what I advise. It's, it's okay. You don't have to have the cleanest and the best uh, meals at all times. Yeah, it's a, it's a hormetic stress. Just just enough to force us to get a little bit stronger. So, okay, so let's let's step this out. So, here we have this master antioxidant. Its job is to clean up our cells. We know that certain behaviors, like you mentioned, alcohol and um, just well, you alluded to meat. I assume conventional meat over over uh, grass fed uh, uh, issues yeah. or meat might have a different glutathione glutathione um, depleting effect. Uh, I would assume like things like processed oils, like the harmful oils, would have a negative effect on glutathione. Like all of our typical junk food, fast foods. Do we know anything about what they do to our glutathione levels? I don't know what they do, but I know what they what they what they don't do is give you healthy options to your body. Uh, I I I do like oils. I do like oils, uh, but nothing fried, though. Of course, Uh, I do like my oils. Uh, In fact, you know, your brain is almost eighty percent fat, so you need to eat fat on a daily basis. So. If you're taking oil, raw oil that just pour over your salad, go for it. But if you're going to fry uh, shrimp and then put a fried shrimp inside your salad, then I would say um, make a better choice next time. Uh, that's my so each, each one of these choices has a glutathione consequence is what I'm thinking. Each of each Every choices you make, you are taxing your body to choose Versus, do I get rid of this or some of the some of the other things that that are precedenting the need? I.e., I mean, you produce cancer cells every day, right? Somebody, somebody, uh, your natural killer cells in your body has to get rid of it on a daily basis. Your cell dies every single day. We have trillion cells, and they die, right? Yeah. When they are dead, you don't see a, a bucket full of dead cells coming out of, of, of your body. No, your body has to process it. And yet, when it's doing that job, and we have, well, that's okay. You continue doing that, but can you please process my beef today? I just, I just, I had to eat it because it was so juicy. I had to eat it today. Can you please process that too? Uh, so we are, we are stressing our body to do more than it's designed to do. Oh, perfectly said. I would agree. Okay, so then what could we add in? Are, is there anything outside before we like look at supplementation? Are there foods that will help our mitochondria produce more glutathione? Yes, and that's what uh, my book talks about, 14-day plan to boost your glutathione levels, and it's all about eating the right types of food. Now, there are some meat sources out there that has enough glutathione in there as well, and I'm, I'm not opposed to eating those meats as well. But I like to get my sources from vegetables because this it's 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 a two part issue for me. Human body, we have more bacteria in our body than human cells. So when I'm when I'm eating food, I'm also eating from my friend inside my body, which is the bacteria. And my yes. friend doesn't like my friend doesn't like meat. My friend likes vegetables. So hey, if I'm if I care about my friends. You know, like what's the saying says, you keep your friends closer, but your enemy closer. Yeah. I I defy the rules because I said that, hey, you keep your enemies at a distance, but your friends are are inside your body. You treat them with respect and they will will take care of you. 
So my my friends in my body, my bacteria needs vegetables. So yes. I'm a big proponent of vegetables. I just had my huge salad for lunch right now, just right, right before this talk, and I had to have my avocados in, in, on a daily basis. There's so many different foods you can eat on a daily basis that, that can boost up your glutathione levels. And there's, there's a, I mean, you can Google the list. There's, there's no surprise over there. But eat, try and eat them raw as possible. Like, mm. I, I don't tell you to eat asparagus raw. So I said, if, the, you, if you cannot eat raw, then lightly steam it. I, I steam over, over four minutes, all, all my vegetables. And they're crunchy. They're not, um, and, and they're edible. And you just put some lemon pepper, some salt, because I, I still have to have some taste to it because I can't yes. do for the rest of my life without a, without a good taste yeah. because this affects my 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 pituitary and I have to I have to keep my brain happy too sometimes otherwise it, it makes me do crazy things at, at times you know <laughs> how I, does it I, affect I, how does it affect your pituitary I never heard that taste affects your pituitary so so of course your your taste buds uh, affects your 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 sensations, right? The dopamine levels, and yes. when the dopamine level goes high, you feel good about it. So uh, you have to taste. Something has to taste good. You know, they tell you that hey, taste medicine tastes bad, but it's good for you. So just take it, and we do take it when we have to. But then they put it in a capsule, they mask the smell, they mask the taste. They do all kinds of things because it's good for you. But if it was not good for you, then if it tastes good then your sensory in your brain goes, oh, my gosh, keep on coming. I, I love the sensation. But your body goes, stop it. I had to get rid of it. Don't do that. So your body's not in sync at that point. So I, I do take a little bit of rice with my, with my vegetables so that my brain is happy, my body's happy. And guess what? I have a win-win situation. So that's, that's actually brilliant. That's actually brilliant because one of the things that we talk a lot about in our community is a hormonal hierarchy, how oxytocin controls cortisol. Cortisol has an effect on insulin and insulin has an effect on our sex hormones. So you have me thinking a little deeper that if we taste something that's healthy and we like it, we're really raising oxytocin. And if, especially if we're doing it in community with other people that we love, we're having great conversations, great food, oxytocin's going up, cortisol's going down, and we're going to write, and insulin's going to be better managed. Would you, would you agree with that thought? Absolutely. I, I couldn't say, say it better than that. So thank you for sharing that. So I've teamed up with Tony Horton. Do you know Tony Horton? He was the creator of P90X, one of the most revolutionary at-home fitness programs. And we created together a new fitness program called Power Sync 60. And it is literally, this program's never been done. It is a revolutionary 60-day program for both men and women. So here's why I want you to join us is that we literally created PowerSync 60 with you in mind. So it doesn't matter if you're a cycling woman, a postmenopausal woman, or a man. One of the things I brought to Tony was that when we work out, we have to think about our hormones. And he had never done that in the millions of workouts that he's created in his lifetime. We also included a free bonus meal plan and a customized tailor way you can eat right for yourself. Also, of course, we put some fasting in there and it was a beautiful meeting of the minds. 
So I, it, this is like a passion project that I'm so excited to share with you. And in order to get it, all you got to do is visit drmindy.org and use the code PS60PELS. So PS60 and then my last name, PELS, P-E-L-Z, to get 20% off. And you get lifetime access to the program. So that's drmindy.org and you use the code PS60PELS to join all of us. I'm actually doing this myself right now. So come join me, my community on this incredible journey. I am so proud to bring this to you. Talk about, and and I want to make sure that I do not forget to go into glutathione and aging because we have a large audience of people over 45 that are going to want to want to hear that. But before I do that, let's move now from food to supplementation. So in the supplement world, whew, it can get really confusing. And for whatever reason, glutathione can be the most confusing. We've got the transdermal, we've got, you know, the, the just the straight or, or, oral ones. I mean, we've got liposomal. How do you know if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, I've got a pretty toxic load. I'm not eating enough vegetables. I probably should turn to supplementation. How would I pick the right one for me? Okay. So first of all, I believe that anybody the age above the age of 40 is probably deficient in glutathione. Between the age of 35 to 40, I consider them as a gray zone. That means mm. if they have some underlying diseases that they're dealing with, uh, or they had multiple kids, uh, more than three, then they might, I may consider them putting, uh, giving them supplementations of glutathione. Under the age of 35, only people that need glutathione that have actual metabolic pathway defect. And you can you measure those by some gene mutation therapies. And so, so the doctors, they can do that. Or there's some people with uh, like spectrum disorder, like autism is one of the spectrum disorders. Not all, all autistic kids have low glutathione level, but some do. So anyways, so that's my hierarchy for that. So when it comes to about the age of 40, when you look out for supplementation, of course, the first place people go to is Amazon. And they're literally, I don't know, 60 million different products up, uh, on, on Amazon. They're selling glutathione, so to speak. Yep. One point, I was on Amazon and I took my products off of the Amazon because people did not understand uh, glutathione to the point where it was just too expensive for me to 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 teach people what glutathione is all about. Yeah. And then all this teaching costs more money. More money increases the cost of the glutathione for the end consumer. So I said, I need to back off. So being said that, one thing people have to remember that glutathione is a protein. If you take protein by mouth, your enzymes in your body will break it down to amino acids. It doesn't matter if it's in the raw form, if it's in the encapsulated form, if it's in a liposome form, it doesn't really matter. Then what it does with those amino acids is it will remake this glutathione again, but not necessarily. It doesn't have to, right? Because it's two different functions. Your functions of the intestines and the stomach is to break it down. The function of the rest of the body is to build something from it. But the, but the intestine doesn't talk to the rest of the body as what you're supposed to do. Hey, we, we got this glutathione, but my job is to break it down. So, so I did. But can you rebuild again glutathione? No, it doesn't do that. It doesn't think like that. Huh? It doesn't do 
that way. So being said that, the the other forms of glutathione that are that are, that might be effective is that there's an IV forms available through uh, through doctors' offices sometimes. Of course, there's not a single IV form available in the United States approved by by FDA in the United States, so uh, it's not available unless they work with a compounding pharmacy. Uh, but the I said earlier, glutathione has a very short life, about four hours. Yeah, IV has only has two hours half life. So wow. You cannot take shots every two hours. And so, of course, my quest was that, that this is where my research came into play about uh, 12, 13 years ago. I was researching on, on vitamin C because I thought if I can conquer the vitamin C world, I can heal the world by giving them an, an, an antioxidant. And oh boy, was I. <laughs> and that's when I found out that I, ha- I have a vitamin C that I created that can print through your skin. Uh, and in an undenatured form, I made a liposomal vitamin C that can be put in a capsule form, in a powder form, and it was just too expensive for, for, for people to take it because I did not get the results I was looking for. Mm-hmm. And hence, the thing is, I said, let me go back and work on the glutathione. And that's when I created the first topical form of glutathione. It's a patented process to, to encapsulate glutathione in this polysaccharide sugar molecules and then delivered through your skin into your body. And so for the very first time, it is protecting the body from, from the enzymatic cleavage, is what I say, of processes, so breaking down the protein into different amino acids, and it basically sits inside your skin as a full glutathione molecule. So your body gets it Beautiful. without getting denatured whatsoever. So that is, that is, that is the go-to form. Uh, of course, we sell both sides. We sell to the consumer for the consumer line. And we have, on the flip side, we have all the physicians that are actually using it for their patients on the, on the other side, which is a completely different product line for them as well, because everybody does it a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and so what we have created is, is a topical form. You can buy the powerful capsule forms or liposomal forms, but... All the glutathione forms, it has to be first of all be in the reduced form, and it cannot go through the mouth. So that is the difficult portion. That's the imperative piece of this, is what I'm hearing. That it's not as effective if it goes through the mouth. The absorption is very, very little, and okay. even, though they, even though the trials, even though their in-house clinical trials, that most of the companies are doing, said that hey, it raises your glutathione levels by. 38% or 45% or 100%, whatever the person that tells us, all the, what they are saying is that, yes, if you take this glutathione capsules, you'll break it down into the amino acids and the body will retry to build it again. Okay. Right. And it won't do it. It, it. it can, it can. But my thing is that why do that? It's cheaper just to buy those amino acids and just give it to your body. Like a powdered amino acid. Powdered amino acids is glutamine. Yeah. Glycine and cysteine. I was hey, just going to say, which aminos? Yeah, glutamine, glycine, and cysteine. In actuality, cysteine is the most uh, uh, scared commodity for your body. So if you just if you just drink whey protein or eat whey protein on a daily basis, there comes your cysteine, and the body will try to produce its own glutathione level. But keep in mind. You still need two enzymatic processes, reactions to make the glutathione again. As you age, those reaction time is going to get sluggish. 
Interesting, yes. Enzymes are going to get diminished. And so we are not going to produce enough to meet our needs. And that's why that's why I say you don't get diseases when you're 25 or 45 sometimes. But then you start seeing that, oh, if I don't take care of myself now, I know 5, 10, 15 years from now, I'll have all these different diseases that are coming into my body, which will never leave you once they come inside. Yeah, so, it's much harder to fight a disease than to prevent it. Exactly. And that's what my thing is. Glutathione revolution, fight disease, slow aging, and increase energy. And the main thing is because I cannot test equilibrium. I cannot test that I feel good. I cannot test that, hey, everything in my life is in a proper balance. How can you test for balance? Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to test for balance. I can test something that's wrong with your body with a blood test or a, or a urine test or something like that. But I cannot test if, if you tell me that Dr. Pels that you are feeling fantastic. I'm in a balanced environment today. How can you measure balance? How can you measure? How can you measure what things have you prevented until today? You can. It's, no. Oh, this is such a powerful point because I think that when we go back to looking at our sick care system, we have all kinds of measurements, and it's because they're measuring sick care. But when you try to measure health, it is very, very difficult. And this also makes it tough for the lay person who's trying to stay on the healthy path because it, we don't have those little wins when we, you know, other than feeling great, we don't really, we, you know, I've noticed in my world, people really like the, the measurements to be able to see how healthy they are staying which is kind of why things like we started in our office wearing whoop bands and there's the aura ring and the Fitbits, like that whole gamification of health is actually probably helping people stay a little healthier. Wouldn't you say? I think it's helping them to be aware that if you don't do 10, 10 other steps per day, that you may not be as healthy as the somebody who's, who's doing that on a daily basis. Uh, so this whole process of, making it into a game has changed, is revolutionized the way people look at health today. And I'm yes. so fortunate to living in this environment today. Agreed. Because honestly, 25 years ago, nobody cared what they no. eat and what they drink. Nobody cared about yep. anything, right? Yep. Today, people are aware of it. And it's a great time to be in this environment today. Um, I'm not a political activist, again, I'm a pharmacist, but I, I can tell you one thing that has benefited this industry the most is you can either love or hate our Affordable Care Act system that was enacted back in 2010. Uh, but it has one thing that has brought awareness is that the healthcare practitioner are, needs to be responsible for the patient's health. And that, has, and that has triggered into... Hey, I prescribed this medicine for you. Is it working for you or not? If it's not working for you, let's let's see what else can we do that that so that you don't stop taking the medicine. Yeah, that has triggered for the very first time. Ah, oh, amazing! And we still have a medical system where they haven't been trained on nutrition. I mean, I I, I had um, a woman on a couple of weeks ago who was used to be a head and neck surgeon. 
And she was Dr. Casey Means. She was talking, I don't know if you know her, but she was talking about the glucose monitoring system um, that she uses for her company. And um, I said, if there was one set of uh, curriculum you could put into all medical schools that's not there now, what would it be? And she was like, oh, well, nutrition. They, she goes, I would put 150 hours of nutrition into medical schools. They're getting about 15 hours. And so I agree, like, the, again, the world is waking up and they're like, maybe there's some prevention I can do here. But we, if we don't have a measurement for it, it makes it very difficult to stay motivated with it. Do we, do we have a measurement for glutathione? Is there is a blood test? Is there a way for us to know our glutathione levels? Yes, you can measure in your, in your blood. You can measure the levels. But keep in mind, even if you have low level, you might have measured during the trough of your production. If you have mm. peak level, you may have measured during the, the production time of your life, of, of the cycle. So I would probably take glutathione as uh, as multiple measurements to see where you're at and don't rely just on one testing itself. Again, testing is so, so difficult because the number you get from the blood test, you need to interpret that correctly because if you do it, if you don't do it correctly, you may treat yourself with, with, with some medications that you may not need to. Yeah. At the same time, you may not treat because you think that you have enough levels and yet you have all these diseases that you're dealing with that you do not know what, what things are happening with us. So yeah. what you said earlier was, was true. We need more education on nutrition. Uh, I wish the amount of money we spend on making these vaccines yes. uh, for, for this COVID even if they use one-tenth of that money on trying to figure out how we can get America healthy again. Yes, thank you. you. Know, we we might be in a different situation when the pandemic hits again, which yes. is, I hope it doesn't hit for another 100 years uh, so that I wouldn't be alive here. <laughs> right, to go through this again. I don't want to go through this again. But at the same time, uh, 100 years from today, they should talk about that, hey, uh, Dr. Patel, Dr. Pels got on this phone call and they talked about this thing and they discussed that we should we should fund nutrition diet in this in this education and thanks to them now for the very first time we're, we're teaching people about nutrition. I mean that 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 never good enough for me. Yeah. Well, when when the pandemic first hit, I was like in this sort of. Um, like awe phase of where I felt like, oh my God, the world is going to finally care about their health. Like they're, they're going to see that they're immune compromised and they're going to want to finally take care. This was back or take care of themselves. This is back in March. And here we all we've done since March. And when you and I are doing this interview, it's December. All we've done is argue masks, social distancing, and waited, wait for a vaccine. And I cannot scream any louder that we need to go and look at why is everybody so immune compromised. And one of my concerns, you know vaccines better than me, is that this vaccine is A, it's not going to address the, the, the root cause, and B, it could cause even more depletion of something like glutathione. Is that accurate? So vaccine is basically activating the immune system to produce antibodies. So it's using your own resources to produce that. But the vaccine does not work if you're immunocompromised. Which is why they're not testing it on immune-compromised people. How many people are taking immune-suppressive drugs today? Yeah. 
There's so many medications that tells you this disease, this drug can cause those diseases because what they're doing is they're suppressing your immune system. There's a lot of medications today that they're used for autoimmune diseases. Is guess what? Mm-hmm. If they're not healing the body, they're suppressing the immune system so you don't show symptoms. It's like if your kid is yelling at you so much that, hey, give me some food to eat. You have two choices, either cook some food and give to the kid or slap him once they stop talking. And what we have done is slap to everybody once so they stop talking or stop, stop complaining. Um, so true. So I don't, I'm not a big believer in suppressing the immune system. We've got to find the root cause of it. But uh, again, our system is built around around efficacy and if it works for this one condition at any cost we're going to we're going to let you as long as you mention all the things that can go wrong with this medicine we'll let you sell the drug today right unfortunately that's not the way i would like to treat my family if i had the choice if i had a choice i'll treat them differently but one more thing that you, you didn't mention about this covid is that the the sales of alcohol has gone threefolds yes so yeah. people are sitting home doing nothing. They're drinking more than ever before. And all of a sudden, we're thinking that, hey, in why in December we have record number of more cases today than back in March and April when it first hit us? Because at that time, we were, still, we were still practicing social distancing. We were still doing whatever it takes. But our, we 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 just been so tired. Our body is... We need to have exposure to outside environment, to friends and family, and go out for a walk and do all those things to keep our body healthy. And yet we have put everybody in the house in stay home, stay home order. And guess what? You cannot survive like that way. So yep. you got to yeah. do impossible. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, my concern with the vaccine coming is really twofold. One is safety studies, safety studies, safety studies, and long-term safety studies. Where are those? Um, and two, we're really not addressing the reason so many people are immune compromised. And like, I mean, again, part of why I wanted to bring you on is just in the research I've done is glutathione is at the root of this immune compromised human being. So um, I, I'm really enjoying diving into this and I'm hoping everybody's getting that because the easy way out is the vaccine. The easy way out actually is the mask as difficult as it seems, but it's not the long lasting way out. And this is what I'm hoping to, to enlighten everybody with. So well, tomorrow, what happens tomorrow when, when there's another virus that comes out, right? Uh, we can't mask people around here. We can't put them in home and, and quarantine them for a year. Uh, yep. The best way to fight it is is having a proper immune system. And on the record, I'll tell you, my whole family is taking glutathione since 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 March. Awesome. Uh, are they doing the tra- are they doing your transdermal? The, the topical version. Yeah, the topical. Okay. Yes. And uh, and it, we we've been doing that not just now but uh, for years right now but we were giving it to all my uh, parents and their friend circle but since the pandemic hit uh, everybody in the family is doing it, except for the kids we don't give it to the kids because they are plenty blue time levels it's the adults that they they really need it. Uh, when do, at what age do you think that a kid should start doing glutathione? As I said earlier, that I preferred that forty and above is okay. for needed. 35 yep. to 40 is a gray zone. 35 under, only if they have underlying conditions that, that warrants the need of glutathione. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's what I go for pretty much. But a lot of kids have acne. What is acne? It's stress, mm. right? Now, okay. I'm not saying that uh, glutathione is going to cure acne. Those, all the tears will be on, on my doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> have a whole new marketing plan yeah. if that was the case. It's not the thing. But even for teenagers, think about it. The eating habits, the, mm. the stress of, of dating or the stress of the education or mm. a stress of dealing with parents like me, you know, uh, <laughs> It's, it's difficult for them, and I, and, and I get it. So all the stress is, is putting stress in the body. They Sometimes they can't cope with it. And so acne is, a, is an easy way to come up. But if you if you help them with the immune system, and, and that can come from diet, and you and I know they're not going to eat vegetables. Oh, my gosh. In my house, uh, vegetables like a mom, you're trying to kill us over here or yeah, what? Yeah, right. So you just you just put some put some glutathione on lotion on their skin and boom it's gone. I wish I could do that. I wish you could do that. That's not gonna work either. So <laughs> Well the, I don't, if your kids are like my kids, they get they catch on to your ways and you gotta get really creative with how you bring health in because when you're in the health world, they they know what you're trying to do. And and they see what we do, right? And they do see what we do. It's like yeah. My son was turning 15, uh, and once in a while he'll, he'll, he will surprise me that, uh, that hey, um, can I, uh, can you, mom, can you cook me some of this food? And I said, whoa, where, where did this come from? And yeah. for a while he hated this food, and now all of a sudden he wants this food. So, it's, you know, the kids do come around because they see you eat healthy and yes. they see that you, you look healthy. And they see themselves sometimes, they say that, even though they're invincible at this age, but they see that, hey, you know what? I think I can do better. Yeah. And How old are your kids? I have a 15-year-old, a 12-year-old. Uh, I think she's, she says she's 13, but she's really 12. Uh, <laughs> and a 10-year-old. Wow. Yeah. So I have yeah. a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old. And I'll tell you, as they get closer to 20, they kind of come back around and they sort of go back, you know, you're entering that age where they resist everything. And then, then they kind of come back around. They're like, Hey, what, you know, what you taught me actually kind of works. So yeah, you stay tuned. You might have that coming down the road. Yeah. <laughs> fingers crossed. Exactly. I'm fingers for that for sure. I hope <laughs> that'll make my wife so happy. Yeah. She, she tries so hard to cook the right types of food for yep. everybody. She spoils the heck out of them. By cooking three different meals for three different kids every single day, I said, "Come on!" I said, "You're gonna kill yourself." But she she does it. Bless her heart, she yeah. does it all the time. And I hope that the, she sees the reward when they do appreciate when they come back because they will. I know that they will. Yeah. Said, well, what I, here's here's the trick: you got to get them some dorm food. Get them off to college. <laughs> and they start tasting the dorm food, but, and then they're like, "Whoa, this isn't what I got at home!" And all of a sudden, they realize what they got. So there needs to be a little con. To talk about stress, they need a little contrast there so that they can see what they've got. That's right. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit. I don't want to leave uh, this conversation without talking about aging because you have some cool products. And I'm actually really excited to try a transdermal because sometimes you're just taking so much uh, supplements. It's like, I don't want to put anything else in my mouth, rather put it on my skin. You have some anti-aging cream. Is that, talk a little bit about that. Is that what I, is that, is that what I saw? My 51-year-old eyes, did they see an anti-aging cream? So again, I'm not a cosmetic company whatsoever. I'm a pharmacist. I, I do simple stuff over here. But when the, when I created this technology, 
I was making some creams for my family, right? I, my wife and her friends and my brother and her and their wife, they're all using these products. I, I made some face creams for them. And they goes, oh, my God, this is such a good product. Why can't you sell this one? I said, I'm not, <laughs> that's, I'm not a cosmetic company. That's not my job to make cosmetic products. I said, oh, my God, are you kidding me? This is totally, we'll, we'll buy this all day long. So what I did was I used a technology that I created with glutathione. I used the same technology and basically took all the antioxidants in the world and put, the, put them into a day and a night cream. And that's Amazing. what I did. And so I don't have multiple products. I, don't, I only have one set of products, a day cream and a night cream that you use on a daily basis. Perfect. And my, and my wife goes, you should make one for different skin types. I said, yeah, I have one for humans only right now. But if you want me to make for dogs and cats, I'll, I'll, that's my, I'll work on next, next time. Oh, no, no, no. People have oily skin. They have dry skin. I said, I said, I told her, I said, come on, don't confuse me. Yes. It's, hard, it's hard enough for me to create a product that, that actually works. And now you're going to start tweaking them on basic skin types. And I don't even know what my skin type is at this way. Right. <laughs> I love it. So I'm not interested in those kinds of things yet, but I made a product line that, that is act, delivers the antioxidants to your skin. And Amazing. The, and so is it fair to say that if we're like in, in Wi-Fi and lights and we've got like blue light coming on our skin and then we're eating bad food, so we're growing unhealthy skin from the inside out, the glutathione in the cells of our skin is going to be more rapidly used. So if we use day and night cream, we're replenishing those antioxidants and glutathione stores? Yes. So you, you, what you just said right now is true. You are you when your skin outside is is damaged, your whole skin inside is also damaged completely. You don't damage from outside in; you damage from inside out. Mm. Uh, by the time you see on the surface of your skin, it's the whole skin is damaged. So when you put the price on the topical, guess what? If it doesn't penetrate all the way inside your skin, you're just dealing with superficial problem. And the day you stop using the product, the very next day you see, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. So, awesome. so, so my job was not to make products that treat superficial issues. My, my thing was making sure that can I get to deal with the whole skin? And so I had to make sure that we use the technology that we have created to, to layer the product on your whole skin so that way the, the whole skin feels better. Now, keep in mind the topical creams that we have created is only for your face or your neck, mm -hmm. you know, because honestly, I cannot create for the whole body. Yeah, so if you, if you age from the neck down, we can't hold you responsible for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, <laughs> you can, you can, but that's why we have the topical glutathione by itself that you apply on your tummy, on your arms and your legs and things like that. So saturate your body with the glutathione levels for the rest of your body. But for your face, you have the creams to go along with it. Because again, you your face is exposed to toxins more than any part of your body. Yeah, absolutely. Sun, sun air, everything. Because everything else, you cover them up. Unless you're in mm -hmm. California, then you're wearing shorts every single day. That's a different story. 
Yeah, right. So would would you recommend right now that everybody be using the glutathione cream as we're moving into these? Well, we have a worldwide audience. So I will say as we're moving into winter, um, we've got people in the other part of the world are going into summer. But is this something that you would just like you take a shower and you would like rub it on your body all day, every day? Is that how you use a topical like that? So I'm biased. I'm going to say yes because I make a living by selling glue. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I'm biased in that sense. But at the same time, I'm also a pharmacist by heart. And I am not going to give you something that I would not take personally myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I have the need for it, and if I take it, I'll prescribe it for you guys as well. So that's the way I believe in it. And so being said that, uh, early as, as I mentioned, if you're 40 and above, I think w- trying one time is you're going to see the benefit in 30 days or less. Uh, whatever, what benefit you're going to see, I don't know because everybody represents oxygen stress in different manifestations. So everybody has different outcomes, but the underlying cause is oxidative stress. So that is the underlying cause, and that's what glutathione is going to target. The face cream, I use it every single day. I shave it and I get cuts once in a while and boom, my cuts goes away immediately. I can't wait to try it. The face cream I created was actually for myself personally to begin with. I didn't didn't make it for my wife. I make it for myself first. Oh, funny. And when she saw that, I said, oh my God, can I use this product? I said, sure, why not? And then that's how I created the the line for, for both men and women. Oh, I, I love it. And I, I am going to say on your behalf that I think that there are some key things we can do with our immune system right now. Um, I've mentioned vitamin D. I mentioned metabolic syndrome, working on your blood sugar, keeping that down, and glutathione. That has been what I've been preaching since we started looking at the research in March. So um, I will absolutely, you know, uh, and I'm, I have no financial interest in your product. I just want to make sure that people stay healthy. So really that is, I, I think you're onto something with a topical because it's, uh, I think people are going to be a little more successful at that too than popping pills. I think people are getting a little tired of popping pills. So. Well, personally, I would like to pop pills if possible as well, but glutathione cannot go to the mouth at all. And that's the reason why topical version was created because it does go through your skin uh, without mm-hmm. any makeups. Uh, and you have to get used to using the product because it has an odor. This glutathione has a, has a sulfur odor to it. And mm. that's like your mask. So it, it has a pungent odor, which you can't get away from it. Except if you have COVID, then you have loss of smell. There's a perfect product. Yeah. <laughs> so should you do it at night? So should you put your topical cream on at night? So the topical cream has no odor. Oh, okay. Okay, good. The topical spray has an odor to it, but the odor goes away in about two minutes or so. You just rub it in. It takes about two minutes to dry up and completely get inside your body. So you just do that part. And you can literally wash up that area of application in 45 minutes if you desire to do so. Because Should you apply it throughout the day if it's only if it's got such a short half-life? So typically, if you are like a lot of my physicians, they would they would prescribe it for their patients and they would write a prescriptions for the patients and they may write every four hours sometimes. Depends on what they are treating them. But for average consumers, they just use it twice a day. 
uh, morning and evening, and they can use it for indefinite amount. And after a while, I'll say six months to a year, some people may just, you know what, they, they get sick and tired of using every single day twice a day. So they, mm-hmm. they go back out down to once a day. And that's okay too. Initially, you do want to use it more because you've been so many years have been de- deprived of this product of glutathione levels. So it's going to take a while. And by the way, and one thing that I want to stress all your uh, all your customers or your audience is that we have a 100% money-back guarantee. We don't ask questions. And the reason is because I don't want to charge anybody any money if it doesn't work for you. And yeah. that's a commitment for our family to you uh, that we, we want to that actually does something for you because if it does not, uh, we will refund the money back to you. No yeah. problem. That's such that's such a great policy. Well, I'm going to recommend that everybody tries it, and then uh, resetters. I'm going to recommend you you report back to us and let us know what you noticed. And your book, by the way, is amazing. I'm sure people have told you that. I have to say, when I first picked it up, and I was like, the glutathione re- revolution. Like, this is going to be this is going to be some deep reading. And you did an amazing job, just like you are on this podcast, just simplifying it. So if you guys want to dive deeper into this, please go check out his book. And this 14-day plan, I think we all need a little glutathione boost right now. So thank you for putting that together and making it a resource for people. Thank you. uh Uh-huh. Okay. I want to finish on this. I've got a couple questions that we love to ask at the end just to, so our audience knows even more about what a wonderful human you are. Cause we, we only invite wonderful humans on to the resetter podcast. So thanks for, I'm for making the cut here. So here's my first question. Who has been the greatest uh, in form of inspiration to you in your life? So, Uh, growing up in, in my childhood, I was in boarding school all my life, so I only met, I, I only saw my parents during the summer breaks uh, until I I went to college. Uh, even in college, I moved to United States where I didn't have connection with my with my parents. But over the last twenty years, I have I have learned a lot from my dad, and his inspiration is because his ultimate faith in humanity. Hmm. And he says that you just keep on doing the right things. You just believe that everything that you do is you, if you're here to serve, then the universe is going to be aligned to your needs. Hmm. Uh, And if you're here to serve, you never have to look for resources because you will have endless resources to serve. Uh, And so, and I was, I thought he was smoking some pot back then. (laughs) Uh, and and in reality is that he keeps on pounding on me in every single day. Mm-hmm. And so part of my book, the dedication was his inspiration as that he really believes in 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 me and my cause. And uh, the the thing that really changed me was about a few years ago, three four years ago, he asked me this question that hey you have this glutathione product and what do you plan to do? And, and my capitalist mind was, was trying to figure out how to capitalize on making money uh, with this product. And he says that, well, no doubt about it. You should make money, but keep in mind, you have a product that can serve the humanity. And if you can do one thing, 
is figure out a way to reach every single person on this planet, regardless if they can afford it or not afford it, you're going to make it available for them. If you can do that, you will get your financial stability because it's not about how many people you sell to, it's how many people you serve. I love that. So he taught me one great lesson is that you'll be judged or you'll be, you'll have more uh, human connections that you cannot even deal with it because the money will come and go, but the human connection will be there for, for with you for the rest of your life. Uh, uh, so, a wise man. Is he still alive? He's still alive. And uh, during this pandemic in uh, February, he decided to travel the world. So he went to Africa. He went to India. He was stuck in a lockdown for a few months. He hated wow. that lockdown. Uh, as soon as the lockdown was lifted, he moved to other part of India. And then uh, and then we had to tell him, that, hey, Dad, please come back because there's a second wave hitting you. Oh, hitting my God. And we don't know if you're going to be able to come back to the United States. I said, I'm happy over here. But if you feel like it, then fine. So he came back because we bought him a ticket. That's a, we already got your ticket. You're coming back to the U.S. again. And, oh, and sounds, like my, sounds like my parents. My parents are in their 80s, and you cannot social distance those two. Whew, it is, it's easier to social distance us, but not them. They want to go out and socialize and hang out with people. Like They're so full of energy, and uh, they need that connection. So it's been really hard to, to keep them locked up, and we haven't done a very good job of it. <laughs> my dad's 85, and he's single because my mom passed away 20 years ago. So he's wow. single. But then he goes to places where it brings peace to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pandemic or not, he's going to go to places where he feels like it brings peace to his mind, his body, his heart, everything. So I love that. Regardless, of, there's nobody. If the planes are going there, he's flying out there. Oh, because, what wise yeah. man. That's amazing. Okay, my second question to you is what's the best book you've read this, this year? Oh, well, I want to say Glutine Revolution. But, I was just uh, going to say, you can say your own book for sure. It's um, one of the top ones I've read, so I'll put it out there. So this year has been interesting for me because I have, um, there's a book uh, uh, about quiet mind, mm. you know, just to quiet you down. Uh, because I was exposed on doing, I, I've been doing this whole year, I probably read a few hundred plus research articles on COVID-19 and try to figure out what can we do the best for it uh, yes. health-wise, right? I'm not looking for a slam dunk cure. I'm more looking for is that, hey, uh, if what is COVID-19 teaching us today and from what I'm reading is all about, I said, it's only affecting people that are actually not healthy. Mm-hmm. If you're a healthy human being, you may get the virus, but you, they're not going to bring you down. Yes. And so my, my goal for 2021 is how can I get America healthy to a point where no disease, no pandemic can bring us down again? Yes. And I hope I can achieve that because I've done enough reading this year 
to, and I'm still reading it on a daily basis. I, I probably research about, it, research about it at least two or three articles every single week uh, and try to read up on it and try to understand. And then I talk to the doctors that I collaborate with, talk to the university and see, am I, am I spinning my wheels up over here or am I onto something that it, are we doing the right thing? So Yeah. And what would, I, gosh, you and I are of like mind because I've spent 10 to 20 hours every week diving into the science, depending on what I'm looking at. And a lot of it has been this year that asking that same question, what can we do to strengthen the human body so we never get in this situation again? And what, what outside of glutathione, what else do you think we can do? What from your research? From outside the glutathione, the, keep in mind, there's two things. Your mind and body has to be in sync. There's a peace in mind comes from knowing that you did everything possible to stay healthy. Mm. And to stay healthy, everything possible is you exercise and you eat the right types of food and you avoid at all costs every single thing that is not good for your body. And I and and the thing is, and I try to tell my my family, my kids my my extent family that this is who i am this is what type of food i'm going to eat so even even though there's a small get together uh which we had w- once in a while in the summertime it's they always oh if, if he's coming let's make Here sure we don't have <laughs> <laughs> so so i think um you have to have peace of mind so meditation has really helped me a lot uh, just quiet your mind down and think about the positive things in your life. The life is always half full, always. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. never half empty, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, the more you you appreciate what you have, the more you will have to appreciate. And that's something that I read someplace that I want to stick by it. Uh, so proper diet, don't overexercise. That's what my book says. Don't overexercise yourself. Because you, you're going to have increased oxygen stress in your body and, and just, just, just have good thoughts. Yeah. Oh, I love the way you think. Okay, last question. If you had one message, and you may have just given it, but if you had one message for the world that you could get into everybody's brain right now, what would that message be? So my message to the world is, is actually one and a half. Uh, and if if I have the pleasure of signing anybody of your audience's books, I'll they will get the same message from my, from me, is to say is that welcome to healthy living, mm. not yeah. healthy uh, not healthy life. Uh, I, I want to welcome to healthy living, and the second is that please empower your body to stay healthy or mm. empower your body to defend itself. Don't fight your body's problem. The, the body can fight his own problem, just empower it. Oh, I love that. You, you, way back when, I don't know, a decade ago, I heard this real paradigm shift statement, and it was, health is not a noun, it should be a verb. <laughs> right? It's an yeah. action. It's, it's not a destination. It's not this tangible thing. It should be a verb that we're doing on a regular basis. It should constantly be an action, not a destination. That's and right. I think what you're saying embodies that so, so well. So, uh, I'm sorry. I just, one last thing. What you just yeah, said, go right for it. It just hit me on the head because what you just told me is that we should not worry about 
the day we die or the day we are born, we should worry about the journey that we get there. That's right. The journey is is enjoyable if we have perfect health. Yeah, that's right. And it's yeah, it's it, you know, you people set out on a healthy course, like there there's going to be an end destination. And there will be little like rest stops al- along the way, perhaps, but it really is the action of health that is where we prevent disease, is where we get immune strong. It's not something that we're going to ever get to and go, we've achieved it. Okay, now what? It's got to be that process. So, yes, Dr. Patel, you. this was so, uh, whoever thought a, a conversation on glutathione would end up uh, in this kind of discussion. So I just am so grateful for your work and where can people find you? We will, we will put links to everything you spoke of today, but where, where's the best place for our resetters to find you? So I, oh, there's multiple websites that I'm on, but my two websites that I'm currently working on is aurowellness.com, A-U-R-O wellness.com. And my focus in that line is, uh, the, my story is on, is on my website is I want to create products that bring uh, solutions to prob- uh, so- solutions where I'm not fighting the problems for you, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 empowering your body to to take care of the issues in their own hands. Uh, the second part, of course, second website I, I'm on is I'm trying to develop products for the beauty industry, and not because I I like beautiful people around me, is because I think they have been taken for granted by giving them products solutions that doesn't doesn't take care of the root cause. So out of so that's what I have is Oro Skincare is A-U-R-O skincare.com. I don't have a fancy line of products. It's just two or three products because I truly believe in in doing as minimum as possible to take care of the bigger issue. Amazing. Well, we can't wait to unleash all our resetters on your products. And I'll invite you back in six months and you can see what how my face looks different after using your day and night cream. So, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. This was amazing. Hey, resetters. I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for all your wonderful reviews and those of you that have left me comments on iTunes. I just greatly appreciate your thoughtfulness and how much you guys are enjoying these episodes. And it, and it seems like you're enjoying them as much as I am enjoying doing them. One of the things that I've learned in just interacting with so many people is that we've really lost the art of deep conversation. And for me, the Resetter Podcast stands for having meaningful conversations with people who are thinking about health, about life, about mindset in a way that we may not be getting on social media or in mainstream media. And so I just want to say, give you guys a shout out and just say thank you for participating in this process with me. Because as much as I absolutely love delivering the information to you, I love even more knowing that it's impacting your life. So please let us know if there's anything we can do to make this podcast more customized to you, to make it better. We are now officially in season two, and we are working to bring you the best conversations that health influencers have, that mindset changers can give, and to really deliver you something that you're not able to get anywhere else. So from the bottom of my heart, as I always say in my YouTube, from the bottom of my heart, I am deeply appreciative of you. I am deeply grateful to be on this journey with you and let's get healthy together.